1: Find a location near you at slash
0: talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook america's top rated sports book download the app and use promo code chgo when you sign up thanks for joining us i'm jay zawoski here with mario Tiribasi. the hawks have lost their seventh game in a row 5-3 to the st louis blues at the united center and with the loss the blackhawks move to the top of the tank standings we're going to break down the game, as we always do. Greg Boyson's going to join us from the UC a little bit later on. Uh, but first, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure on your favorite podcast app or apps, you are subscribed to us or following us. And leave us a five-star review. And we hope you completed yesterday's ho- homework assignment where you sent a favorite episode to a friend. And if you missed yesterday's show, you're going to want to go back and check it out. We talked to Kevin Korczynski and Colton Doc and Nolan Allen. It was a really good conversation. Big Al. All my fears about technological failures uh, were unfounded. It went great. They yeah. were really good interview subjects. So if you missed yesterday's, go back and check it out. But this is the postgame show, so we're going to talk about the game that happened and rinse repeat. It's a game where the Hawks played hard and just didn't win in the end. It's basically what we've seen. I got to say, though, after the last game where the effort wasn't there and we had sort of said, okay, maybe this is the point where the Hawks have really mailed it in and they just sort of realized, all right, we're done here. There's nothing more to fight for. The response in this game was solid. Yeah. They came out. They played hard. They competed till the very end. Game got off to a really slow start. <laughs> Um, and then everything sort of picked up as the game went on. Um, no complaints here. You know, you, ultimately, you, you don't pick up two points. You play hard. You make the game entertaining. The players account looked pretty good. So you take it.
1: Last couple of games have been uh, tremendous tank wins. Um, you know, at the seven-game losing streak, it, it sucks, but it's kind of why we're all here at this point of the season. And... You know, you you've seen enough from the guys that you are hoping to see good things from, and and yeah, like you said, like the the effort was was there tonight. They you know they were chasing the uh, well once the the once the floodgates finally opened about 15 minutes into the game, yeah. where shots on goal were non-existent. Uh, the Blackhawks were controlling a lot of the uh, were controlling a lot of the offense up into a, up into a point in the first period. Um, and then they were kind of chasing the game, chasing the Blues uh, kind of the rest, rest of the way there. But, but yeah, the effort was there. Um, I feel like Lucas Reichel had another decent showing tonight. Um, a guy that we're getting to see basically a year apart in the NHL, Alex Flasik. He's, he's looking like, you know, things are paying off in the development path that he has taken and that most prospects, it seems like, are going to take. Uh, under Kyle Davidson with the Blackhawks is that, you know, you, you might get a few tastes of the NHL here, but your your development is going to happen in in juniors or in college or in, then in primarily in Rockford. So I think Vlasic had another uh, solid effort and uh, a guy we're going to talk a, a, a little bit more about throughout the night, Tyler Johnson. Like, I don't know how many more times we can, we can praise him for like, he has come in and when he's been on the ice he has been super effective and he is one of these guys that is just like on a on a on a team that is set up to lose like he is he is one of the guys that is just like still screw that like i'm still going out there trying to compete like he's he's still with the lightning
2: he's you know diving the key pucks in he's doing everything it takes to win games and look even in a season at ultimately the games at the NHL level don't really matter. Like, yeah, there's some guys you're trying to develop and some veterans you want to play well because they're here for a long time like Seth Jones. But Tyler Johnson treats, you know, what, what is this, game 75? 75, 75, he treats game 75 like it's game one, yeah. right? Like there's no difference in, in the way he plays. And I think you can never have too many players like that, especially when you're talking about having a young team. It's not so young right now. But with Vlasic here and with Reichel here, being around a guy like Tyler Johnson, now that Taves hasn't been around for a few weeks and maybe he comes back, we don't know. Patrick King gets traded. Max Domi gets traded. So the veteran leaders you had, they're not as as available. Now it's basically Tyler Johnson, Seth Jones, and Connor Murphy, right? Yeah. Are like the three guys that are really kind of leaders on this team. And Tyler Johnson seems to me to be the most vocal and the guy you can really see on the ice – Doing everything it takes to win, and the dude's a, ta- a two-time Cup champion, mm-hmm. and it shows. Like that's you know he's a, a guy with skins on the wall, and I think when you see him playing that hard, this is what we used to say about Jonathan Taves, right? Mm-hmm. No one can come into the Hawks and say I'm not going to work hard. Because the highest paid player on the team and the biggest name on the team is the guy working the hardest. Yeah, and I think that matters. That really makes a difference. Yeah, when your leaders are playing as hard as they and your highest paid guys are playing the hardest, no one on this team can look around and say, "Well, I'm not gonna." If Tyler Johnson's trying, everyone's got to try.
1: Yeah, it's 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 an example to follow, and and this is a guy that after uh, after the game on um, Tuesday night. You know, we talked to him in the locker room and it was he was just like, yeah, it's cool to score, but it'd be more fun if I scored in a game that mattered. Yeah. And you kind of just you kind of could feel just in the way he was kind of talking after the game. You could feel like, man, like this season, these last two seasons are probably really weighing on him. And like this is a, a completely different organizational culture that he's been in for his entire career. So good to see him kind of have a, a game tonight where, you know, again, he's he's one of the leaders Uh, on the ice and 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 making things happen so uh really commendable for him especially at this point in the season like you said like anybody would you know have a kind of we we wouldn't get on anyone's case to be like you know what they've they've checked out yeah and 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 totally understandable for the most part seven games away from the from the finish line uh, I think that would have, <laughs> that would be totally fine in our book for this season for guys to start checking out, and most of them haven't. So it's 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 positive to see, uh, and and kind of a testament to Luke Richardson and how he's been able to keep this locker room engaged and going. Um, so in in a loss tonight, like you still kind of come away with like you know what, like this this things are still going in the right direction even with losses piling up like that's part of the that's kind of part of this plan yeah so the things are falling into place early on in this in this rebuilding plan that can roll over into the next season and then beyond and that's it's really all that this is all
2: about yeah, that's for sure. And you mentioned uh, young players in this game. Uh, Alex Vlasic finished a minus two, but 20 49 of ice time. He was second on the team uh, in ice time, behind only Seth Jones, who played 25 54. Seth Jones missed practice this morning, uh, not feeling well. Ended the game with an assist, minus one, three shots on goal, three more shot attempts, a block shot, and a takeaway. So he looked okay. There were a few moments where the puck hopped over his stick. Yeah, uh, some unfortunate plays but look Vlasic one of the not as noticeable in this one I would say and maybe it was just because we weren't laser focused on him like we were last game um, but just steady just looks like a different guy and not that he was bad at the end of the, last year by any means I remember I was thinking about this the other day we forgot to mention this the other night remember we Derek King said after like Vlasic's second or third game Like, he's not NHL ready. He can't play. Then, I don't remember if it was an injury or just whatever. They got him back in the lineup, and he suddenly seemed like kind of a different guy. Now we're seeing him two games into this season, and he's really been solid and dependable. And, you know, a minus two isn't great, obviously. But for Luke Richardson to lean on him as much as he has since the call-up, that says something. That means that he's – and it's what Luke said the other night. He's done everything he was asked to do. He's grown his game It's exactly the way we wanted him to grow it when we sent him down to Rockford, and, and he's being rewarded. And who knows how long he'll be there. I think the other day Luke said maybe the road trip, and then he goes back to Rockford. But, hey, you know, if he's going to play 20, 21, 22 minutes a night while he's up here, it's I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, that's that's the role uh, that he's been playing in Rockford, and, and so continue, continue that. Keep his minutes up uh, when he's here. So he can so he can see like there's there's a difference between um, bringing up young guys and and changing their role yeah and rather than you know bringing them up and keeping them in a similar role that they're playing in, in, in the AHL look at Lucas Reichel when he was coming up last year he would he was playing top minutes in a top six role for for Rockford and then he came up. To Chicago, and he was put in a third-line like defensive role. That's not his game. That's not that's not the way to 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 utilize him. So now this season, it was kind of implemented that like if he's coming up, he's got he's going to play in the top six because that's what he that's that's the role he he should be playing, and that's that's where he's going to be most effective. So with with Vlasic, and and we've seen the the result of the Reichel this season. With Vlasic, it's the same thing. He's been playing you know in a in a top pair top four uh, role. With the Ice Hogs playing a lot of significant minutes, so when he's up here, let him do the same thing. Let him let him see the difference between the AHL and the NHL in the same role. Yep. That way he can acclimate his game and see where the growth is coming. If you if you were to bring up Alex Vlasic and make him pay, play on the third pair and he's only getting twelve minutes, um, and he's you know he's not put into any you know penalty killing role or anything like that, it, you're just you're you're basically hiding him. You're not letting him take the next step you're you're sheltering him and at this point there's no reason to shelter any of these guys let's see what you can do like at this point of the year this is this is your
2: opportunity to like show what what development steps you've you've taken and what's nice is when these young players have been given um a stretch to kind of prove themselves most of them have done pretty well like Reichel to me maybe he's not scoring every game but he is consistently the best Blackhawk on the ice. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. There's going to be those things where he's like, all right, can't do that at this level. Cool. Lesson learned. Like, those sort of things, you know. But his speed is obvious. His skill is obvious. Uh, And, look, you got him on the ice in the last minute. He just misses a goal to tie the game. Uh, he he looks good Vlasic looks good even like kind of the the lesser younger players that have gotten a look here they have been pretty solid as the years gone on and even like a guy like Caleb Jones who you know last year was kind of in and out in and out of the Mm. lineup under Luke Richardson has become a permanent he plays every night he is no longer in and out in and out of the lineup and look he makes a million bucks he's a, a bottom pair guy but in, as far as bottom pair of guys go, he's been pretty damn effective. Yeah. For as much as he's derided by this fan base, I think I think Caleb Jones has been solid and has grown under Luke Richardson. So it's not just the prospects. There's a, a lot. There's no one I really look at on this team and say, "Wow, they've really taken a step down," or they're no. doing much less than I expected.
1: No, not. I, I can't. I couldn't even think of one. Of any guy that
2: is it's like, wow, what a huge disappointment this season. No. I mean, even like if you like stay has been way better than we thought. Yeah. Morazic has been probably better than we thought. He's not, he hasn't been great by any means, Mrazek, but he's not been a disaster.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like his, he's as far as I'm aware, I know he was flirting with 900, but as far as I'm aware without looking at it, he's still sub 900 this year, which is kind of like coming into this year. If you had said at game 75 peter Mrazek would be a sub 900 save percentage you'd be like yeah of course like that's what we expect him to be but it hasn't been the season long like shake your head train wreck that i think a lot of people were kind of expecting yeah. he's had some really good performances and and actually stole a game or two this year um but yeah i mean there there really hasn't been a guy that you're just like wow what a what a bad year that they had the
2: one guy this year who i felt that way about was boris kachuk who is since the trade deadline been one of the most effective blackhawks yeah the play he made in this game seth yeah, to seth ch- jones tries to chip it through it gets to the blues player kachuk lifts the stick stick handles and scores all from like the equivalent of like the face-off dots into yeah. the net. he makes three moves in that short span he's been incredibly effective so that was really the one guy i was like okay well this guy's, you know, there's nothing here with right. Kachuk, and then all of a sudden, turns it on. He's this different guy. By maybe, the way, for the record, he heard you. Mrazek before tonight, uh, .896 save percentage. Okay, so, so he's still flirting below with ninety, but I would imagine still below ninety. I haven't done the math of.
1: Yeah, well, no, he would
2: have no five no. goal. Well, four, four. He goals. gave up four. Yeah, so no, he's not, yeah uh, not up there, but
1: yeah, I mean, like, he's he's been as expected and and the 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 down points weren't the like you know he wasn't getting shelled for 8 9 goals and getting pulled and stuff like yeah there were some bad nights but it, that's that's what we expected when he came in that's who he was yeah anything anything above that would have been what Alex Stalock has done this year
2: i'm curious if anyone in the chat has anyone that they've seen this year um you know perform less than expectations and there's a quote from Tom here in the chat that says Richardson is the key. Caleb Jones and Jared Tenorti are perfect examples of how well he has coached. Nobody wanted them, but they've been adequate. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. a great point. Like Jared Tenorti was a guy who couldn't find a spot in the NHL at all, he's just on waivers. And look, he's not Bobby Orr, right? But he's a guy that you can trust out there to be effective and and not make mistakes and play physically. He's, and-
1: a, he's a very Luke Richardson style <laughs> defenseman <laughs> yes, for he sure. Is. Like he's gonna go out there and 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 just play his game, be physical, and pu- make simple plays. That's all. That's all that he he needs to do, and he, and he's done that. And he's also you know off the ice, bringing some some veteran you know leadership uh, qualities. He's he's worn a letter this year. Like mm-hmm. if you, that's definitely in the file. So like you know, it's 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 good for for him to 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 have that opportunity, and and he was he got it with the Blackhawks, and hey,
2: he might be back next year. Who knows? And uh, even like you th- talk about a guy like, by the way, talking about the Blue Lines in this game, mm. uh, Tyler Johnson best, Taylor Radish second. This for the Hawks, by the way, Caleb Jones third. Yeah, you know, I mean, Boris those, Kachuk's those, right there. Those guys had had really good performances. And other like you know, Jason Dickins Jason Dickinson was kind of a reject. From Vancouver, they he gave was, up a pick to get rid of him. They
1: they needed to shed his contract for whatever reason. And, you know, threw in a sec, uh, a second-round pick and uh, to get Riley Stillman and to get rid of Jason Dickinson, and he's turned out to be just fine. Yeah. Like, there's and, – and, yeah, you can say, like, well, none of these guys had expectations, so if they don't reach him, it's not actually, down, like, missed expectations. Sure, you could say that, but, like – some of these at different points of this season each of these guys have had standout stretches of play and if they're not me if they're falling short of expectation they're kind of just based based on just being who they are so I I really don't think there's a there's a guy this year that you can just like you could harp on one of the honestly the player who had who had the most down year of any Blackhawk really was Patrick Kane uh, honestly that's based so based on expectations <laughs> yeah like the, the person who was not meeting expectations the most this season was Patrick Kane up until his up until his final four games where he decided oh my injury is fine and uh, I'm probably off to New York anyway so might as well make my you know put my GAF meter back on yeah it back on and, and, and care a little bit so that's crazy. Yeah, you're right I, about that I, I think yeah, I, I think it's it's a testament to the guys. It's a testament to Richardson, and and I think it's it's a good sign going into next season, where it's likely that the roster is going to be a little bit different, probably a little bit younger, and uh, there will be an it's an, it's another year focused on development.
2: And this is Greg standing by. We're going to get to him in a second, and we're going to do our ad reads real quick. But like, I wonder if you ask the players, like I know losing sucks, and everyone's going to say it sucks. Do you, get the, do you get the vibe that this team is miserable? Do, do, do you no. get the vibe, like, being Actually, in the locker no. room at practice, that they're upset or unhappy or, like, just get me out of here. I'm so tired of this season. Yeah. It doesn't have that feel. No, and, well, most of the guys
1: that I think would have endured that season-long grind were traded, most of them. Um, you know, maybe if you ask Athanasiu, Murphy, Seth Jones, Tyler Johnson, like if you ask those guys – their their answer might be different than like an ant whistle or, um, you know talking He's with got
2: nothing else to live for so.
1: <laughs> True, um, or or you know talking with uh with with guy like Anders Bjork or, um, Austin Wagner who like,
2: yeah we haven't talked about him great yet. <laughs>
1: game tonight like he the, his first game with the team and and really showed off a, an element of speed in his game which was great to see yeah I I I don't get the sense this year that the locker room, is like you know, a death march to game 82.
2: Yeah, it does. It has not felt that it doesn't feel that way at all. All right. Greg is standing by from the UC uh, Chicago. You've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from the United Center to the living room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks and everything in between. (laughs) Get decked out like Austin Watson. With apparel from the leader Austin in, Wagner. I always say Austin <laughs> Watson.
1: Who Aust- is Austin Watson? Austin Watson is a he's he's in the Pudwactum. I even realm.
2: paused. I'm like yeah. Watson, no Wagner. Wagner. Austin, Wa- get, Austin, Wagner. well, get Austin Watson. You could get decked out like him too. Like Austin yeah. Wagner with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Wagner. Foco looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off at FOCO.com. F-O-C-O.com. Do it.
1: And as we mentioned, the Death March to 82. Yes. Um, there's only four, no, three more home games uh, the rest of this season. So your your chances of seeing the Blackhawks in person, uh, if you live in Chicago, are starting to dwindle. And uh, you're not going to want to miss the upcoming games. They have one more game uh, this weekend coming up against the New Jersey Devils. And then they go on a three-game road trip. Then they come back. They play the Minnesota Wild, uh, not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. And then the season finale, Game 82, Uh, April 13th against the Philadelphia Flyers. If you want to go to those games, check out Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Anything you want to go to, Game Time can get you there. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line or sitting courtside? I saw on Seth Jones' Instagram story that he was courtside for – Lakers and Bulls last night. Um, Hopefully no one coughed on him. Maybe that's why he (laughs) missed a morning skate. But anyways, hopefully no one coughs on you if you get your courtside tickets through game time. Uh, It's possible to get those seats with the game time app. They have the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. Opening day, you want to get out to Sox Park or Wrigley Field? Get on that game time 2 and 0, app. and Chicago. Yeah. Boom. Both teams are, are headed for 162-0 uh, and 0 seasons and, right. a de- and a destiny in the World Series. Uh, so get your tickets through game time, created by the fans for the fans. They also guarantee the lowest prices. If you uh, find a ticket with a lower price on a different website, uh, you can bring it to game time, and they will match that. That's how much they care about making sure you get the best deal through them. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. When you do that, you're going to be joining over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all your favorite events.
2: All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in our buddy, our pal, the very handsome one himself. He might show feet. It's Greg Boyson. What's up, Greg? (laughs) Too cold in here to show feet (laughs) the lower the crowd the colder it is in the arena but not a bad crowd tonight
0: no not bad and it sounds like you are having uh the start of the problem i had earlier in the year where you're gonna say austin watson like i said ty domi 300 times
2: yeah i don't know (laughs) why i keep saying austin watson it's driving me crazy and like because i know i said it today during it's it's just in my head Wagner, Austin, Austin Wagner, Austin Wagner. W- I just, I'm just going to say it the whole way home. Austin Wagner, Austin Wagner. Well, let's Wagner. start with him, though, Wagner. because we did not uh, get into him in the first segment. Uh, had his debut after his hand almost fell off. We can talk about that in a little bit. No, but we don't have to talk about that. No, we need to. 11-11 <laughs> of ice time. Four shots on goal. Make a wish. He was... Uh, he was showing off his speed, and that's they, when they traded for him. That was the element of his game that everyone sort of talked about. And, uh, look, it's one game. It's 11 minutes of ice time, but this could be another one of those kind of diamond in the rough kind of players that Kyle Davidson seems to have a knack for finding.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm going I'm to be honest with all of you. I did not know much about Austin Wagner uh, before, before the trade uh and then because of his hand infection i totally forgot he was a part of his team until he was on morning skate a couple days ago so uh today i learned that he actually exists he has red hair and uh he's a very fast skater very impressive like noticeably fast out there there were a couple plays where he got to the outside and you're like oh okay that's that's cool uh so um, yeah, an impressive performance, you know, for a guy that I don't think anybody had any expectations coming into tonight's game. But uh, he was impressive. Good speed. Looks like he's willing to get physical a little bit. Um, today's game, you got to be fast. So, and and, and Luke said that uh, he's going to try over. And once he gets a couple practices in, was because technically Austin Watson has not actually practiced with this team yet. He's had Wagner. two morning's gates now you got me doing it uh, we're gonna have to get another we're gonna have to get yeah, another jar. We
1: need a new jar
0: <laughs> we might need a bucket um <laughs> wagner yes that guy uh the, the luke richardson said he's gonna implement him into the penalty kill uh, eventually because uh, he thinks his speed could be effective not only killing penalties but creating opportunities um on there as well but I, I i caught a little eaves uh dropped some eaves on a conversation uh between troy murray and uh mr wagner this morning after morning skate you know troy just introducing himself and welcoming the team and you know troy, troy just said hey chip and chase that's all you gotta do tonight and uh, also and was like yep keeping it simple and he mentioned that uh, we talked to him after the game mentioned like hey when's your first game you've had no practices just play a simple North South game and see what happens, and that's exactly what he did.
2: The other thing we discussed before you jumped on was uh, how after the last game the three of us were sort of saying, like, hey, this it feels like they may have finally checked out like after, you know, seventy-four games or just like, all right, enough is enough. This is our sixth loss in a row. They weren't competing as hard as we were used to seeing them impressed with the bounce back today yeah they lost 5-3 but they were right in it to the last second almost tied the game uh lucas reichel came inches away from tying it uh and just battled for 60 minutes uh, a nice response and i guess that shouldn't be surprising but i think a lot of us were ready to just sort of say like all right you know they've finally reached that point of of uh t- of folding the tents here and they came back with a real solid effort tonight yeah,
0: it, it definitely a much better effort. The, the first half of the opening period, you know, they it was, you know, a little funky there. We had that first seven minutes without a whistle and without a shot, but then things kind of picked up after that. But I think a lot of that has to do, like, yeah, we were wondering if if they had checked out, but you, games are going to happen like that over 82-game season. Even for Stanley Cup contenders, you're just going to have a game where it's just like, man, I don't want to be here, and, and it shows. But I think just with the way the roster is is constructed and some of the guys and how they're playing right now, when well, you look at a guy like Tyler Johnson, who's finally like putting together those games where he's he's been the best player on the ice the last three four games, and and you get a guy like Boris Kachuk who, as much as we've uh, criticized him this season, the last three four weeks he's been playing his best hockey of his NHL career. And, and that goal he had tonight was who I didn't, I didn't think he was capable of that. The stick lift, the soft hands up in close. Uh, so you got guys like that, you know, you bring in new guys like Joey Anderson, who's trying to impress for, for an NHL roster, Austin Wagner. Uh, you know, you get there's excitement, Wyatt Kaiser, Alec Vlasic, you know, you get guys, you, when you keep bringing in these new faces, there's new excitement. And I think that keeps the team, uh, the team focus.
2: Go ahead. Uh, Nate says, "Are we going to get prospect report cards from you guys?" After the season is over, well, there is the rebuild report every week, which has all of your info about uh, the prospects in it at allchgo.com. Good time to become a member. Lots of new shirts available at the CHGO locker, White Sox Cub shirts. Check those out, allchgo.com. And we are going to do in the offseason, we're going to do player grades yep. for sure. That's something we will definitely do because we got five days of shows to fill all summer. So yes, we'll be doing. We'll certainly we be doing player review shows. Bringing back the feathers.
1: What was uh, what was Richardson's um, take on this game? Because I know the last game it was kind of just, you know, they they didn't have the legs. They didn't have the the response that he wanted to see. Um, what was what was his response to uh, to tonight's game?
0: Oh, he he was much more pleased tonight than he was uh, Tuesday night. Uh, just you know it said. They they played really well and, and they were an inch or two away from from tying the game there at the end. Said he did they did everything right except score and he also said that was the case you know for much of that first period too. They had, they had created a lot of chances and just couldn't get the puck in the net for whatever reason. So he was he was happy with the overall effort. Of course, you know I, there were there were some plays that that stuck out that needs to be better. He did mention when we were talking about Boris Kachuk and how confident he's been playing lately. He did mention the play in the first period where he kind of, he had a shot, uh, a scoring chance set up by Mackenzie Entwistle and missed Duff the puck, and he was kind of going back to the bench with his head up in the air, and the puck goes right by him, and the Blues go and get a a scoring chance down the other end. So he he was laughing about it a little bit, but you could tell that play stuck in his head. We're like, okay, I know you're feeling confident, and you've got that scoring touch going, but you can't have a reaction like that while the puck is going down the other end of the ice. So, uh, But overall, Richardson was – was far more pleased with tonight's effort, and, and that's understandable. You know, this this was the type of game we've talked about all season that we want to see, a competitive game, the team trying hard, and you lose by two at the end of the night.
2: Uh, ben Pope sharing a funny note from the locker room here uh, saying Taylor Radish was asked about Boris Kachuk, quote, he just keeps working hard. He's a guy that's battled all year, and he's getting more of an opportunity, and he's really doing well with it it was a great goal by him tonight and then ben pope says kachuk from across the room says that was very nice taylor so that's lovely what a nice moment <laughs> yeah. between yeah, the little... two guys who came together in the uh, brandon hagel trade
1: yeah yeah well, i mean those I think... those guys have been teammates for well, yeah. well before their professional careers so yeah
0: I, I don't think they uh i don't think he knew he was sitting on the other side of the room waiting for his turn with the media and then uh after he gave him the compliment Taylor was like, I was just kidding, he's not that good of a guy and then <laughs> walked to the back.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I mean that goes to our what we were saying before. Like it does not seem like this locker room is feeling the like, well, this has been such a shit season. Yeah. And we're all in bad moods. Like these guys are still they're still cracking jokes with each other. They're still together playing for each other as a team, which is fantastic to see.
2: I think part of that too, and we I think we've done a really good job of giving Luke Richardson credit all year, but I also think part of that is these guys aren't getting new b holes torn after every loss, right? Luke Richardson's not going in there screaming and yelling and telling them they suck and and pulling a John Tortorella on the team. He has been really level headed and really logical, and even when he's been critical of somebody, it's been what we call like the slap and tickle, right? Like, oh, you know, we won't be doing that again, but then it's not like the guy's not benched for a week. Or plays five minutes a night. Like, it's it's make a mistake, learn from it, and let's move on. Mm-hmm. And I think when you've got solid leadership, which even, you know, with Taves healthy, Kane, don't be there for Like, when they were all there, cool. And now with those guys gone, we talked about it f- to start the show. Tyler Johnson, Connor Murphy, those guys showing leadership. The whole combination has made this for the team with now the worst, you know, points percentage in the National Hockey League. To still be feeling pretty good about themselves. And I think, honestly, like fans that have been paying attention, people that have been here with us, you know, night in and night out, I think the vibes around the hockey part of the team, we could talk about the off ice stuff all we want the you know the the management decisions whatever but like in terms of the hockey operations Kyle Davidson Luke Richardson how things look on the ice I think most people feel pretty positively yeah about the Blackhawks even this year yeah the expectations were they suck but damn it most nights they're giving you everything they've got and what more can you ask for and I think it is such a reflection on Richardson and the leadership and I think too and I, I'm i looking forward to, like, you know, when the season's over and we get that long day to kind of talk to everybody. The makeup of this coaching staff, I think, means a lot, too. You know, you've got four guys that played in the league. None of them were superstars, right? All of them were good, long-time, respected NHL players. But none of them were studs. None of them were perennial all-stars. They also have different personalities. You know, Luke is kind of serious you got Derek king cracking jokes you know it's i just think that this whole thing is well designed for what they're trying to do and because of how well it's gone so far i can't wait to see how it's going to look when this team's ready to compete again i'm really excited to see what the staff can do with some better players
0: yeah, absolutely and um you know it's, it's kind of crazy to, to say stuff like that and mean it when you say, hey, they got the worst record in the league, but I'm really pleased at how their season's gone and not being like a smartass saying, hey, the tank is working. No, I think they there were some questions that needed to be answered over the course of this season towards the future, and one of them was is Luke Richardson just the placeholder coach until they get good and they bring in Joel Quingle Part 2? Or is he the guy that's going to lead them through the rebuild and beyond? And I, I don't think uh, there were a lot of people that have said even in our chat, the beginning of the year, they didn't know, they didn't trust him. And now they're like, yeah, this this is this is the real thing here. We, we got ourselves a coach of the future. And that's a big deal. And that's a guy that can now know that hey i'm here for the foreseeable future and i can build my culture because i'm not worried about you know it not coming to fruition and uh that that's that's a big step and we're seeing development to some of the key prospects that needed to make a jump this year we're seeing that and guys like Lucas reichel uh obviously alex vlasic has made uh progression and you know, and then now next year, it's going to be guys, you know, like like Wyatt Kaiser, like Isaac Phillips to start taking those next steps as we bring in more and more young guys. So, yeah, I think for year one of a complete teardown and rebuild, uh, last offseason, we, we said it was to get to ground zero. It wasn't even year one. It was just, just get back to the ground floor, and tear down and get through the rubble. But now there's a really a real solid foundation in place right here behind the bench in the front office in the prospects system i think we've got ourselves a good foundation that's only going to get added to this july and then next july and then hey look at that summer 2024 the summer of kyle when we've got all this cap space to go after an elite free agent class this may not be as painful and take as long as we thought. I mean, there's plenty of growing pain still ahead, and there's going to be some disappointments. There's going to be guys that, we've, that aren't going to uh, hit their potential, and, and, but there are going to be other guys that we maybe didn't expect that all of a sudden become NHL players. So this is exciting. This is the year to really get into it, get in on the ground floor, floor, start seeing these young kids from day one, and then when you get that payoff at the end, you know, hopefully – it feels even like you're even more of a part of it because you've been there since day one.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's, Absolutely. I mean, Cal Davidson said it, hop on the ride. Because at the end, it's going to be worth it. And we don't know if that's correct. We don't know if they're going to win a Stanley Cup You know, with this new core group they're trying to make here. But the plan is sound. I think it's off to a solid start. And whatever happens uh, at the draft lottery and whatever happens at the draft, you're about to add your top prospect. Right? Like, yeah. whoever they get, it, one through five is going to automatically be the number one guy uh, in the system here. And the dudes we talked to yesterday, Kevin Korczynski, Colton Doc, Nolan Allen, these guys are on the horizon, too. And you got Frank Nazar with Michigan. Like, there's there are so many things to be excited about. And, God, most of them aren't even here yet. But all the, like, little bit of concern we had about Lucas Reichel, like, well, maybe this is not you know i think we all had like a little bit of a, a little bit of a doubt about you know because he hadn't really established himself yet but now especially lately i said before you jumped on uh greg he has been like consistently the best blackhawk on the ice and it's it's obvious right uh this the speed and the hands and the skill and everything and now the hockey sense in the nhl sense is coming along with that game and again That is a testament to not just the Chicago coaching staff, but the Rockford coaching staff and all the development coaches that this organization has hired. They're taking player development seriously. Honestly, maybe for the first time in our lifetimes. Like, yeah, they did a lot of good things when Rocky took over and John McDonough came in and they revamped and they kind of grew the organization on the business side. And they just so happen to have all these great players too that they were willing to pay for. Now is the real hockey challenge of, all right, the dynasty's over. We got to start from scratch. How do we do this? And they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not it pays off again, we don't know. But I don't know anyone who can look at what they're doing op- with an open mind and say what they're doing is wrong. It, it, this is the only way to do it. Kyle Davidson has been, I don't know if the word is ruthless, Or fearless, or whatever word you want to use, but his willingness to be unpopular and make unpopular moves has been the right thing to do. And it's it's tough, it's tough to do what he's doing to trade to bring it and Doc, and then Patrick effing Kane to have the stones to pull that off. I don't know the fact that he's able that he's willing to do it. It just gives me a lot of faith in in the whole thing. So maybe I'm you know maybe I'm it's just me being the optimist that I usually am, but. Uh I don't know i just I, I as the season is winding down, I just feel myself feeling very positive about things,
1: yeah yeah and and i I think you know you look at what the prospects that were brought in in the twenty twenty two draft classes last summer, what they've done already in their their you know year after being drafted, like there's a lot of cause for excitement, so kind of for the first go of Kyle Davidson and his his scouting staff. Pretty good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. So it makes you excited for not only the first pick that they make in this summer's draft class, but all the other dozens of picks that they have over the next handful of years, because you already have like this sample of like, Hey, they, they've made some really good picks so far with early returns. What's to say that they won't do the same thing again. And and that all in that one draft class boosted them 20 spots in what in their spots in in their in their draft rankings according to the athletic yeah 25 to 5
2: and remember earlier this year we went out to notre dame that was november super early in the year talked to ryder ralston we weren't sure we were gonna and he gave us this absolute golden nugget of the hawks development system is wonderful i love them they're great for me they're way better than colorado was when i was there fast forward to yesterday we talked to three of the most important hawks prospects and all of them rave about the black hawks development staff and every resource they need is there for them mm-hmm. and like those guys are excited to be black hawks you could you could hear from all three of those guys Korchinski and doc and alan just chomping at the bit to get here and knowing that it's close knowing that all three of those guys are probably at the most two years away from being, from having legitimate shots in the NHL, like I don't know how you can look at this thing, unless you're like the world's biggest cynic, and not be excited about the next few years ahead. I like seriously, I am I'm excited as hell about this. I really am. It's like the twi- it's like the like when the Cubs started, you know, like the first piece getting, of that was was ri- their guys. they got Rizzo, and you're like, all right, like this guy could turn into something. Then you see like the the grainy cell phone video is a Chris Bryant just hitting bombs, <laughs> at like an empty ballpark and Javier Baez making these sparkling plays. You're like, all right, and then these guys jump up like like Wilson Contreras was a name you heard, but he homers in his first at bat and then he becomes an all star. It's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. everything's coming up Cubs, you know? And 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 hopefully that it, it follows the same path uh, for the Hawks. It's, I don't know. It's an exciting time, yeah. and this is what being a fan is about, right? Like it's really easy. To jump on the bandwagon and enjoy things when they're good but what makes you feel great when you reach the pinnacle and when you win that championship is the fact that you can look back on this year and look back at our document of remember when and say God look at how far this team has come and I can't wait for that even if it's not a cup if it's a Western Conference final loss still it's like damn they got there from absolute zero yeah you know, from from a, yep. from
1: completely changing everything. You know, getting getting rid of your top guys and building back from the prospects up, like that would be, yeah, that that journey is going to. We're we're on it, and uh, getting back to that point is going to be a lot of fun.
2: Are you getting the boot? I see you looking over your shoulder. No, there's just some commotions.
0: I don't know. Not my problem. All right. Well,
2: why don't we do the four stars <laughs> of the game, and then we'll spring you anyway. All right, that sounds good. I still got packing to do. (laughs) The three stars of the game, number three star for the St. Louis Blues, Jacob Verana, he had a goal, was a plus two, 17.50 of ice time, three shots on goal four more shot attempts. Really solid game from him. Helped my fantasy team. Number two star, number 20 in your hearts, number one in your programs, or vice versa. Brandon Tsai with a goal and assist. He was a plus two Two shots on goal. Two more shot attempts. Three takeaways and a block shot. Yep, that sounds like Brandon Saad. man shot. And your number one star, Jordan Kyrou. He's good. He had a goal. 16.57 of ice time. Five shots on goal. Four more shot attempts and a hit. He was very, very solid. My four star of the game is going to go to Lucas Reichel. Uh, had an assist. Was a minus three in this one. Oof. One was an empty netter, though. Uh, two shots on goal. Three more shot attempts took two face-offs and won one of them so good for him just missed tying the game Uh, but the shot was was blocked uh, at the end and there you have it Uh, but just another really solid game very noticeable and again 1834 of ice time for Reichel including 358 on the power play Uh, the kid just keeps impressing, and I know he's going to be Rockford bound sooner than later here but man I'm going to enjoy every shift he plays up at the NHL level this year and then Look forward to next to next season when he's here, 82 games plus, not plus, 82 games. <laughs> there will be no plus next year. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I mean, he's 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 noticeable every night, and that's that's what that's what you want to see. Um. And yeah, take take what he's doing in the NHL, and take that with him to Rockford when the when he goes back for the playoff push, and that's that's going to be exciting to watch. Hopefully, uh, a long playoff uh, playoff run for the Ice Hogs.
0: Yep, that would be great. Um, There's been a lot of games this season, including the last game against Dallas, where the three of us has looked around at each other and said, who the hell are we picking for our fourth star? There's (laughs) there's nobody stood out. Tonight was a tough one. There were a lot of guys that deserve to be mentioned in this segment, but I'm going to go with with Austin Wagner, who we talked about earlier. An impressive first game, you know, kind of the spirit of the – of this segment is to give it, give the guy that may not, you know, blow your your mind on the score sheet, but just the way he played, but four shots on goal in just 11 minutes, you know, playing on fourth line, that that's a pretty impressive stat line there. So uh, we'll be intriguing to see uh, what we get out of him over the last seven games of the season.
1: Yeah. He, uh, his first impression uh, is the speed stood out. So hopefully some more of that, from Wagner would be uh, would be good to see. You. Speaking of speed, my fourth star of the night is Andreas Athanasiou. Uh, he was all over the ice tonight. Uh, he did score one goal in a very non-Andreas Athanasiu style. Uh, his feet were planted. He was not moving, uh, but he was able to score uh, that goal. There uh, it was a minus two. Ah, uh, well. Four shots on goal. One hit. Uh, two. Takeaways, also two giveaways, so he evens out there. Forty-four percent from the dot in 18 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. He has been um, exactly as advertised all season. There were a number of times tonight where, again, the speed stood out. He was taking the puck to the net, and you know there was there was one uh, rush that that stood out where you know he got got past the guy, then used his hands to get past another, and then lost the handle of the puck and lost control, you know, got, then, you know, kind of lost the scoring chance as, it, as it were. And it was just like, well, that's exactly, I said to Greg, I was like, that's exactly what he's done all season that the speed stands out and then there's just nothing at the, at the other end of things. And then he goes and scores the, the, the goal on the power play just standing there. So it's just like, it's like his hands need his feet not to be moving for it to be effective. And, his feet are the most effective thing. It's, he's, he's one very interesting player.
0: Yes, he definitely keeps things. Uh, he's like the Alex Stalock of forwards. I mean, he may not always succeed, but it's fun to watch him. It's
1: an try. experience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the way I described it, uh, Greg and I were talking about it, and the way I described it is, a is what Connor McDavid would have been if he was a bust. <laughs> like all that speeds there—that's
2: high praise. But
1: really, nothing else. Like, I think
2: the would be like, "Okay, cool, I'll take that." <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it, it was
0: like the pros of and Andreas Athanasius he is he's the fastest guy on your team. The cons is he can only score when he's standing still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we saw tonight. So, but uh, yeah, he, another good game for him. He's been—he's been very effective since the trade deadline. And that's what you wanted to see out of a guy like that. He's going to get an elevated look and, uh, you know, make the most of it. And we'll see what happens after the season.
2: All right, Greg. Thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Good luck with the move tomorrow. Uh, T's and P's headed your way.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need all the emotional support I can get over the next uh, 36 (laughs) hours. But uh, I will see you boys here on Saturday for... Devils? Devils. devils. Yes. Hawks devils. Devils, devils yeah. Looking forward to seeing the devils. And yeah. hopefully uh, another tank room.
1: We'll be with you tomorrow in spirit. Yep. But I don't know if the spirit will help you lift anything.
0: <laughs> I'm paying professionals, man. I'm using the CHGO funds to... Uh, I'm not lifting a damn thing. I've done... I'm go. too old for that.
2: All right, man. Good right, luck. Talk to you we'll talk to you Saturday. Yep. That is Greg Boyson from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. Before we give our DraftKings king of the game, we do have a super chat to pay off from our buddy Lebowski5. Uh, and I think he said something along the he lines complimenting of complimenting us. our, our podcast uh, yesterday. Yeah. There it is. He says, Props for the awesome interview yesterday. Did any answer surprise you? I was surprised that Doc had Reichel in such high regard. Uh yeah, I that that was a little bit surprising. Um not that I'm surprised that he likes Reichel, but yeah, he was very pra- had a lot of praise for him. Mm-hmm. Um and the other thing that stood out too was how much they all enjoyed Connor Bedard off the ice. Yeah. Yeah. We actually made a clip of that. If you head to the CHGO YouTube where you are now, uh, wait till the show's over to check it out, but that we made a little video of them all commenting about playing with conor bedard and uh, that was really cool too the other thing is that kevin korchinski is apparently going to abandon number 55 which he wore in the preseason for number 14 and it dawned on none of us that that number was taken by boris kachuk but i'm sure if uh, kevin korchinski wants it he can get it maybe you can buy the guy a rolex or something and call it a day
1: might have to wait till that second contract to get a Rolex, but Eh, uh, maybe a full X or something. There you go. A fossil. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was great talking with those guys. Um, Yeah. I I think what, what stood out to me was just kind of the, uh, when they were talking about what, you know, the Blackhawks do in their communication and, and and their development. Um, And maybe this is something that I just, maybe all, most teams do with their prospects, I'm not sh- certain, but they really had high praise for the Blackhawks kind of going out of their way to, you know, show them, work with them using video while they're in Seattle. Yeah, You know, it's not, and, and, and I think that that is something that I think is is a, a great sign for the Blackhawks showing, like, the investment in what they want to do, um, what they want to have their, their prospects do, and, you know, what they want them working on while they're still you know, developing in, in juniors and stuff. And I think, you know, I, I think back to when Brian Campbell first joined the organization, he was kind of just like a player development advisor, but he was like specifically assigned to like making Adam Boquist yeah, like that guy, a, yeah a thing that guy's in, in juniors. So yeah, I mean it's it's it seems like you know the Blackhawks are kind of investing in doing that, but maybe with a little bit more of a you know, not just focusing on oh, make sure Adam Boquist becomes a guy. Yeah, it's it's hey,
2: Let's make let's, a lot of guys. Let's make a lot yeah, let's make
1: yeah. a lot let's make sure a lot of these guys, a lot of these kids uh turn into guys. So that would be uh something that stood out. And also we asked them, you know, about you know, Luke Richardson and, and they haven't had a lot of experience with him, but what stood out is is you know, we all know that Richardson loves breaking down the game, X's and O's, video work, all of that stuff. Um what stood out was that when Colton Doc was in uh prospect camp, he was miss he missed time because he had uh, you know, he was dealing with concussions at the time. Maybe it was training camp. It might've been training camp because he was, he was in prospect camp. So I think it was training camp. So he wasn't going through everything on the ice, but Richardson still, uh, to him aside, uh, was explaining everything that they yeah. were doing. Every, all the systems they were working on, what they wanted to do, you know, X's and O's breaking down like the stuff that they were trying to implement. He was still bringing that to the player who wasn't on the ice. So I, I thought that stood out that... Um, you know even the prospects in training camp were still getting that attention from richardson and 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 being able to you know not just say like oh well he's just a kid he's hurt you know we can't use him it was still making sure like hey we want, we want you to be on the same page that we all are on yeah so I think that's that that was a really good um kind of insight from from colton and and a a Again, just kind of an, another good good feather in the cap for Richardson.
2: One other thing too that you know stood out as they commented on the development thing is as hard as we've all been on on Hawks ownership and management this week, uh, and rightfully so, it seems as if they're giving hockey ops every resource they need to make things work. You know the fact that Jeff Greenberg was an interview candidate to be the Hawks GM. They gave the job to Kyle Davidson, and then Kyle Davidson was allowed to hire Jeff Greenberg. That's – I hate to keep going back to the Cubs, but they hired Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. Yeah. Right? Like, that stuff matters to get a lot of great minds in there. And we have not even – Jeff Greenberg was basically tasked with developing a a system, like a physical system of analysis from the ground up for the Hawks, which assume, you can assume it's not done yet. Yeah. Right? it's that's probably still in the works so that's going to add another element to the development. They seem to have every resource they need. Kyle Davidson has every resource he needs to help develop these players because you're right. Brian Campbell, go take care of Adam Boquist. That's all f- fine and good, but what about every other prospect you have? Right. Right now all these guys are getting the resources they need. They're all getting the resources to develop and it's going and look, nothing is guaranteed of course, but The more of these resources you give and the more of these resources you have, the better of a chance you're giving yourself at having these guys develop. You can't at the end of the day, you can't look and say, well, if only we had more, Mm -hmm. if only we could have done more for this guy, maybe he could have been a better player. They don't have that now it's up to the player to take advantage of those resources and and do the development part that that they can control as well all right let's go to our DraftKings king of the game and remember we're going to do our uh our tank standings and our tank spins we've got one in the bank we've got 60 likes right now let's get the 70 likes and we'll get a bonus spin in there so 10 more likes for a third spin at tankathon but right now it is time for the DraftKings king of the game and it's going to go to number 90 tyler johnson he had one assist four shots on goal uh just a really solid game for him uh he also uh had a goal in this one 1959 of ice time four shots four more shot uh, six more shot attempts rather really really solid game for tyler johnson a goal and assist eight shots attempts excellent excellent game one second short of 20 minutes of ice time yeah outstanding great game for tyler johnson really glad to see him finally getting rewarded with points on the board mm-hmm. and speaking of DraftKings, kings yeah. and speaking of the king of the game reminder that DraftKings kings is the official betting partner of chgo and all city they've got those no sweat nba same game parlays Major League Baseball has begun. It was a glorious day in Chicago with the Cubs beating the Brewers and the White Sox beating the Astros in Houston. The Astros had won ten straight opening day games, ah. and the Hawks br- or the Hawks <laughs> the Sox <laughs> broke that streak. We got them. Uh, I got all my uh, preseason bets in. I got Aaron Judge uh, plus five hundred to be the home run leader. Love that bet. That feels like free money. So, download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And as it's show four, (laughs) that means it's time for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. March Madness is here if you missed it. Here's what we're gonna do. It's almost gone. jump into your DraftKings app. Towards the top, you're gonna see that March Madness tab. Click on that, and they've got a bunch of quick parlays at the top. There's one called "Sun Keeps Shining." You bet the two Florida schools to meet in the national championship game. So, Florida Atlantic to win and Miami to win. That's plus six hundred one. That's a big payout, uh, all right? So put, you throw five bucks difference. down on that one. At plus 601, you're going to do pretty damn well for yourself. That is our DraftKings pick of the week. Go Florida schools. Yeah, go Florida. <laughs> go Florida men.
1: Uh, hey, if you, uh, if you hit on that uh, FAU Miami parlay bet, that's going to be putting a lot of money right into your pocket. Well, kind of in a DraftKings account, but into your pocket figuratively. Another way to put money back into your pocket is to save on your energy bills and be more efficient saving energy and saving money. That is what ComEd is all about and their energy efficiency program which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Did you have something to say? Nope. Oh I thought you had something to say. Uh, ComEd offers a wide array of Other incentives on lighting and efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device. And track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit them at comed.com slash powering biz, that is B-I-Z, right now to start saving money and energy.
2: All right, the time has come, and this is the one you've all been waiting for. Let's update the tank standings. Yes. At long last, my friends, we have made it. Your Chicago Blackhawks are on top of the tank standings. Once again. With 54 points in 50, in uh, 75 games. Now, Columbus has 54 <laughs> points, but in 74 games. Mm-hmm. So the Hawks are technically mathematically worse. Anaheim with 56 points in 74 games, and Montreal with 66 in 76. By the way, at last check, San Jose. the San Jose Sharks... Are leading, leading, right now. That is good news.
1: They're leading the Vegas Golden Knights three to two into yes. the uh, second intermission. A combined twenty shots on goal between those two teams in Oof, two periods.
2: That's a lot of fun. But five goals and the Ducks trailing the Kraken with ten minutes to go in the third period. So there you have it. As of this moment, the Blackhawks are the Last worst place. team in hockey, which is what we've all wanted. All year long. Congratulations. We made it. Now, we made our goal of 70 likes. So, we've got nice. three spins at the Tankathon wheel. Like Sarah, it. pull up Tankathon.com and let's give that wheel a spin.
1: Let's see. One spin.
2: One spin! Oh, that's it! Woo! The Hawks win Chicago, Philly, Columbus, San Jose, Anaheim. There's your top five. So, we have... Two
1: spins Two banked. Two
2: spins banked. All right. For Saturday night already, so a minimum. Minimum. Three spins coming at you. Oh, yeah. Saturday after Hawks-Devils, and the Hawks will certainly lose that game. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> that one feels like. A that's, not, that's not trap game this Oh, no, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Let's please not trap game That game one's one. going to be. Hey, you know what, though? It's going to be fun to watch. The Devils are super fun to they watch. They are. And uh, a good, young, fast team. And, uh i i wrote about it in my blackhawks beat when i did my week ahead thing if you're looking for kind of a carrot you look at how bad it's been for the devils for so long and now finally you're really starting to see them achieve what people thought they're probably everyone sort of thought last year was going to be their first big jump yeah it was a year delayed but man they are solid they are i don't know if they're cup contenders yet but maybe, just maybe, if you squint real hard, they could make some noise. They've got to get past some of those Eastern Conference powerhouses like Toronto and Boston and Tampa. But uh, hey, is going to be fun to watch? Their first round matchup should be the Rangers. Is Rangers, that is going right? to be oof. That'd be a lot super of fun. fun. That's a lot of fun. Super fun. And it's a if, good rivalry. A lot of great players. Yeah, and if it didn't help the Hawks for the uh, Rangers to advance, I would certainly be rooting for the Devils <laughs> in that series. So yeah. Anyway, we will talk to y'all after saturday's game we are off tomorrow if you miss us tomorrow go back and if you missed it listen to our interview with Korczynski, doc and nolan allen it was really really great stuff and we spent the first half of the show talking about jonathan taves so that was that was fun and worthwhile to hear too it wasn't fun but it was worthwhile (laughs) so give that a listen and one final reminder we are presented by DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook download the app and use promo code chgl when you sign up thanks to sarah for running the show today on a very busy day at CHGO. We'll talk to you Saturday night on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.